Welcome, everybody, to the Building Aaronsburg podcast. I'm Thomas Aaronsburg. You sounded like, well, howdy, howdy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) I'm Catherine Aaronsburg. Before we get started, as always, if you wouldn't mind giving us a subscribe, hit that subscribe button, and uh, give us five stars. Recommend us to your friends because it helps them find us in our weekly review podcast of our own personal lives. Just what you want to listen to today. Everyone loves hearing (laughs) about what's going on. So, so what is going on? Wednesday of this week, we went to our son's football game, and it was kind of frustrating for me to watch as a football coach. You have never sat in the stands until we have ch- had children, ever. And actually, most of the time, I think this might be the first year that you've ever sat in stands, because previous to that, you coached the, ch- the teams, right? Well, for basketball, I do coach their teams. I would say, by and large, you're not used to sitting in stands. Let's just put it that way. No, I'm not. You're used to coaching the game, being in the game. You have already said in the past that you are not capable of refing games because you'd be too into watching the game that you would not be a good ref. Right. Yes. Because I've said before. I've tried refereeing basketball before when I was (laughs) in high school. I would hope that you would be a little more mature about it now, but you still refuse to do it. Yeah. I I mean, I, I, I would be a good ref in in the technical uh, skill of yes it. like i see everything yeah i see everything i'm supposed to see but which is ex- precisely the problem right precisely the problem that we're about to talk about so you see everything from not only the technical side of what the kids are doing wrong but the coach's side of what you think they're coaching wrong or yeah badly absolutely. or whatever so they lose which whatever. I mean, even even if they won, <laughs> long story short, <laughs> even if they'd won, there's just a lot of things that I see. And so I turned to you after the game, and I was like, I wish I could just watch and not care. You know, like I see so many things, I think so many things. Like why? But it was just them just running around, hitting each other, tackling whatever. And to that, I responded, "You mean like I do? Yeah, I watch and I don't care. I don't care one bit. It's just, I mean." I think I would enjoy I am, it more. My butt, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't enjoy it more. I don't know. My butt is in that stand in those stands to be like to see for him to see that my butt is in the stands. Right. That's it. To know that mom was there. Yep. That's it. That's the only reason. I care nothing about that game. Well, I do. I mean, I I think I am mostly there for that reason. I want them to know that we're there and we're supporting them. And my because my parents went to zero go games. kids go but. Yeah. I can't help but watch and be like, man, we should be doing this or, oh man, he really should have done that, that. But I get that you're a coach and you're a professional coach and you've gone to conferences. Like, cause what is a coach? Do you know what I mean? How do you learn how to coach? There's not a school for coaches. And you, so, I mean, there, there, you can go to school for it. But can you? It's like anything. It's like I go to school to be a teacher. Okay. But, that's important. Yeah. But most of what I learned as a teacher is from the experience of teaching. That's true, which we could get to that subject to, you know, pay for people who come out with a master's degree in education when they've been in school from kindergarten all the way through to master's degree and they come out and they get paid more than you who's been, um, you know, teaching for 15 years. years, And it's like, well, you have the tech, you have the actual classroom experience, which is worth so much more. Right. The real life experience than the theories that they taught you in school. The theories are important, but they're not applicable until you've been in the classroom and see how you can't, I mean, they, they tell you how to apply them. Yeah. But like, they really don't have much traction to them. So until all that. Until you have an experience, you're like, yes, that 
that actually will work if it's done this way. So are there really coaching school? There's not really coaching school. No, you can, but you go to school and you can take these classes. Like I remember. Yeah, but they're like kinesiology. They're like no, study of David movement. David Highland told me he took a class called coaching basketball in college. No. Yes, he did. I've never, at what like, college? At South? South. He went to South. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I didn't know that there were. I mean, I remember him telling me that. I was like, you got to be kidding me that that's a I class. Mean, I'm over here taking calculus 12 and you're but taking don't you coaching think that's interesting basketball. That like for the, for the most part. People who coach don't have any experience ex- in coaching except for either watching the game as a fan, yes. and so they think that they can coach it, right? Or they played it themselves, and so they think that they can coach it. Sure, like absolutely. Like by and large, coaches are not taught how to coach because there's more than just the technical right. side. Well, of unless coaching. you had a mentor as you were coming up that showed you how to do it, and like sure, but it showed re- you how to teach it, not just yelled at you and there's a million different ways to coach you know if you go if you go and get your mba somewhere there's probably like three or four different methods but but i would say overall if you have an mba it is it is known by everyone that that means one specific thing sure right sure but if you were to say well i coached under nick saban or i coached under whoever like those there's a million different ways to coach right depending so anyway, on one hand, I think, yes, you are a professional coach, whatever that means. You have coached for a lot of years right. at the high school level. And so you've coached a lot of kids. You've seen a lot of top to bottom, the issues that happen with coaching, not just the X's and O's, but yeah, all the, the off the field, stuff. all the off the field stuff, you know, all the things. So you have that professional background, right? but you also know what it's like. Not just to stand on the field and hear parents yelling at you stuff that stupid stuff that you think that they know that you know wouldn't work and like what are you doing? But anyway, all that to say, you're now you're that guy. You're the guy who's sitting in this. You're not yelling it because you would never do that. But you literally said, "I should go down there and talk to the coach." I'm like, "You better not. Don't you dare." Yes, it could possibly result in him winning a game. Maybe if the coach yeah. listened to you. But have you ever taken a suggestion from someone in the stands? I don't care I if they're never, a coach or not. I've never taken the advice from someone that was lower than me in the terms of coaching experience <laughs> and no with all. I have taken plenty of advice from these clinics that I go to, and I've heard Nick Saban talk. Sure, sure coach Nick Saban. You want to tell me something about coaching? I'll listen to what you sure, have to say. Sure, but you went there to listen to him. Sure, like you put yourself in the if seat. I to was listen at the game, and this is how, I'll tell you. This has happened to me. I was a freshman coach early in my career, mm-hmm. and the head varsity football coach or the offense coordinator, defense coordinator, coach. You should, when you run this play, do it this way. Okay, I'll try it, and it it worked or it didn't work. Yeah, you're a or, lot. Or he would come, I, I remember this, and I'll remember this the day I died. There's a, a coach that's very, very well known around here, winning his coach in Alabama. You just rolled your eyes as this. you said that, so I don't know where this is going. Because he came up to me during <laughs> one of the freshman games. is like, you can't run the play that way. I, I called a, a play mm-hmm. out of a certain formation based on what I saw defensively, mm-hmm. and we ran it. And we it wasn't a great play. He got a few yards, and he walked over. He said, you can't do that. And I was like, but we just did, and it worked. And so he's like, when you run that play, you have to run it out of this formation. I was like, I don't think that's right. Like, I I see what they're doing when we get in the normal way that we run it is the way he's talking about. And that's so who was traditionally right? how we ran it. I was right. Okay, but you're, we, you're we not proving back. your point here on being well, able to I'm sit in the stands. That, but I, I don't mind taking that from a guy that knows what he's talking about. And like, okay, like I, I get what you're saying, but... 
and I'm willing to listen to you because you're the varsity head coach. You know what you're talking about. Well, I think we've discussed it before. At that age, at the fifth grade level that, that our kid is, that is so much about, like, you're sitting in the stands as a coach judging it one way. But really, in those kids, they you're right. There are some coaching things they could change. But in general, they are out there to learn how to work as a team. Sure. They're out there sure. to you know, do a lot of other things that are skills, life skills to be learned other than, you know, winning football games or doing things a certain way. So, um, which I think is very applicable to another thing that happened. I mean, sorry guys, this is like football, very heavy. Um, hopefully more on life skills, anything else or life thoughts, anything else. But, um, on Friday night, you guys played, um, a team locally that's in your, in your region. Yeah. The name of the school's blunt. Um, Ever since I was in high school, we had gone, well, whenever they played at Blunt, we would go to that uh, stadium, and mm-hmm. they had the most amazing announcer. Yes. Like, the best announcer, yes. which I think we've men- mentioned before on this podcast. I think he may have passed away, or he's gone now, whatever. Anyway, regardless, they Blunt came to our school right. this time, and when I tell you I look forward to this game every year. It used to be I look forward to it because I would go to their stadium and they have an amazing announcer. But I also look forward to them coming to our stadium because their band is what Drumline was made of. Yes, like if you the see movie the, drumline. the movie Drumline with Nick Cannon, like yeah. that, if, if you can envision what that is, that is what this band is. Yeah. And I look forward to it every year. Do you know that I was on my feet cheering the entire t- uh, game? Now, y'all were playing well and right. you won the game in a huge way, but never. In any other game, have you been so pumped up? Am I so pumped up that I stand up and I'm like, like doing fist pumps in the air as kids are running to, for touchdowns? I'm usually like golf clap girl. Yeah, like who cares? Sitting there. Yeah. It's not that I don't care. It's but I don't care. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> I don't care. It's that I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's like really don't care. Um, and so anyway, so Blunt is in the house yeah. on Friday night. Yeah. And I didn't. Inst- so you're ready to go. I was. I mean, Mardi Gras was here. Mardi yes. Gras was at our we stadium. We missed Mardi Gras this year, and so this was your opportunity. This to get was it. A little taste of it. Oh my gosh! It was if the they most. Were, if you had someone throwing moon pies and beads. That's right. But I didn't have my glasses on, and so I couldn't really get a good visual of what was happening across okay. the stadium because you know they've got dancers. They do. They have drum they majors. Got a whole thing. Did they do a halftime show? No, they didn't do a halftime show because our school. Oh, it was our senior night. It was our or, senior yeah. night. They had postponed the homecoming situation yeah, because of was. COVID or whatever. That's right. I don't know why they postponed it. it. It rained really bad the night that we were supposed to have homecoming. And so disappointment of my year. Right. I can tell you that much because instead of a halftime show that I was expecting from Blunt, I got the announcement of the homecoming court. Yeah. Senior. I was not here for it. Anyway, yeah. So all that to say, I had posted, I'd posted about basically the battle of the bands that was happening. Yes. At our stadium on Friday it night, it wasn't a battle. It, it was not much of a battle. Probably very similar to the football game. It was very, right, except very for lopsided. They, it was lopsided, but we won the actual football game. But right. they won the battle of the bands for sure. Yeah. I kept going back and forth, showing the two different sides. I could barely hear our band as they played their piccolos or whatever they were playing on our side. And all I could hear was their like drums and their tubas and like their horns. All the things. Very loud. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, amazing. It, and honestly, I think in the end, it helped pump our football players up. Their band was encouraging our players to win. I'm pretty sure that their band is just every day to their players. And so it doesn't do anything emotionally for them. But I can almost guarantee you that Blunt's yeah. band was like pumping our team up to win yeah. because those For kids sure. were feeling it. Our players were dancing on like in the field in between plays. Yeah. 
they were feeling it for sure. So, okay, so I put this post up on my Instagram about the Battle of the Bands and all this and like our set. Like I went to the high school that you you coach at. We mm-hmm. went to that high school. And so, no hate, they are technically a very good band. Like yes. they might be one of the best in the state. They win awards all the time. Right. Like, all the time. They're a very talented band, but boring out of the wazoo. Right. Like I cannot. Like their halftime show is... They're, I would say they're more of like an orchestra. Do you remember the movie Fantasia? Yes. Did you ever watch that? Like, yeah. did you watch it? Did you ever make it all the way recently. through? I don't know. Yeah, you didn't. I didn't either. Because it's like lovely music. Lovely music played by orchestras right. and very talented people. But it is boring. And that's not like I want the boom boom. Well, if you have an appreciation for that type of music, which clearly you don't, I do not. So uncultured. Clearly, here. I do not. I'm very <laughs> uncultured. I don't care that the person at Blunt is playing his tuba way too hard. I don't care that they're being the drums way too hard. Well, they're I probably playing like out of tune and stuff, but they're I so don't loud and there's care. so many of them you can't even hear. You I don't know. care. So all okay. So that kind of wraps back around to what <laughs> to what we were talking about I, with the you fifth can tie grade. This one back in. Well, because I think that sometimes the being the per, like, can you be perfect and be entertaining, or be the thing that somebody wants sure. to come to watch? Can you be those two things at one yeah, time? Absolutely. Like, is Dog the Bounty Hunter really the best bounty hunter around, or he is just, just entertaining, entertaining because sure. he looks ridiculous and like it's just real flashy and showy? I would say things like Alabama football, or both. Are, yeah, they're both. They're fun to watch. Are they fun to watch? Sometimes they're not fun to watch because they they, win so much, you know? Well, sure. But yes, they're... I mean, like, they hit hard. They make fantastic plays offensively. There are rare... That is a rarity. Right. To have someone who's very good at their job, but also extremely entertaining. And maybe I'm just a stupid American that maybe this is just... But most of the time, unless you're my doctor or something like that that really has some... Like, you're dealing with my health or surgery. I want to be entertained. I'm sitting in a football game for three hours. I would rather be entertained. Yeah. Than to listen to an orchestra while I'm watching. Like, I think the pairing has to be right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I would rather... The people that appreciate fine music... Are probably not at a football are game. Are not the ones that like watching kids bash into each other. Right. And outrun each other and... I just think that there's games. context for everything. You right. know? Yeah. I want to go to that game and listen to the Boom Boom. Like, that is what I want to do. Right. It gets our kids pumped up. It gets me pumped up. I've complained for years not to anyone who... Who cares? Who, who would change it? Oh, yeah. I would never complain really to anybody, but like they play Sweet Caroline during the show. The kids I mean, during love the show. That. I know <laughs> you don't. Show, you don't game. love that, but the high school kids love that. Gregory lives for that. Wait, is it Sweet Caroline? I'm thinking yes, of no. It there's is. another. Um, what is the song that they play? Uh, it's what's his name? Do they go No Salt, No Salt? Mm. It's Margaritaville. They play some uh. white people music. <laughs> is all I'm saying. It is like, it is like, embarrassingly white people music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know what to tell you about. I it. cannot be motivated by Jimmy Buffett. Is it Jimmy Buffett? That's Margaritaville. Yeah, I can't be motivated by Jimmy Buffett during a football game, like, or like that crazy electric guitar music uh, yeah. that they play. Yeah, that one's bad. I don't know who gets up for like, that. Nobody. Who's choosing this stuff anyway? Uh, it's your boy who's probably listening to our show right now. Who? Trey? Yes. I'm talking to you right now. He is our DJ at the stadium. Okay. Trey, I love you, and you do great with technical things, but we need to talk about the music. I don't think he has a choice about it. I think they tell him to play these songs. (laughs) He's not up there mixing it up with some headphones on and like (laughs) mixing in two songs together. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, y'all, give it up. Give it up. <laughs> but that, wouldn't that be amazing? That, yes. If we had a DJ at the game, there's somebody that would volunteer for that. Probably. Anyway, all I'm saying and is... And put him like down just, in front of the student section with yes. his headphones on and the... Now and we're talking... Now, the band, our band, as, as technically wonderful as they are and very like refined group of people, they probably would revolt at something like that. Bring a DJ into the stadium to take over their position because that... But our band... Le- you know our band leaves during the, the second quarter and doesn't come back till mid-third quarter. Like, they take a break for half the game. Well, they got to get ready for halftime. They I leave. Can't. They meet. They leave in the middle of the second quarter, probably to like get into position for the halftime show, then play the halftime show, and then it takes them a while to get everything back up into the stands. I don't, I'd guess. Okay, probably so. You know what the but blunt band would have been doing if they don't have stuff like they don't have all of the they don't have xylophones, xylophones Thomas. What a xylophone isn't part of a band. Everything of, they play, they carry. Oh my god. Not anyway, but I guarantee you that as they were walking to prepare, they would still be banging their drums and creating a beat for the stadium to be entertained. They aren't taking their time to create. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like yes, it's just a complete different feeling, and I want the entertainment feeling. You know, I I actually like the idea, the DJ idea. (laughs) You're really starting to. Like my wheels are really turning on that. Like, how cool would that be? To it would be amazing. And someone that like got there like. The team gets there at five. Yeah. If they were there, like shortly, set up shortly after five, and they were like playing music while y'all were warming up and like mixing songs and dropping you know the, beats. The and, kids would get there early too. The the oh the students the students would, for would get sure there get there early. Yeah, for sure would get there early. Make it happen, make Thomas. A little pregame party. <gasps> oh my gosh! In the stands. We're gonna make it happen. Well, we I shouldn't say we. I don't. I don't have much I mean, control I over would, that. I'm I to would talk get to there people. early if. Which I don't do. I get there like a minute before kickoff, if that. Sometimes I'm late. Because. Yeah. Well, here's I'm, the, the my bad butt's thing. In that the was our last home game until the playoffs. And then oh. during the playoffs, we may or may not have home games depending on where we're seated and who we're playing and all this kind of stuff. Oh, well, it's an idea for next year. You'll be here next yeah, year. For sure. And there's lots of. That is of... something. I mean, I'm going to look into that. Maybe Trey's interested in. <gasps> Trey? <laughs> Trey. Can you, can you imagine him down there with his headphones on trying to mix some songs together? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but no, to be fair to him, he doesn't he doesn't pick all the songs. Like oh, he's he just, just going through play. his Spotify and, and choosing songs. Oh, okay. He has songs that he has to play. All right. I say has to play that are we have to get songs approved by our administration. It's it's a process. Yeah, of course. Basically. Well, and during if you play during football games, there's all kinds of rules about when they can play and when they right. can't and all right. this. But anyway, all that to say the bottom line is that the the marriage between um you know technically great and entertaining is few and far between and so where are the places in life where you can go <laughs> i would prefer the more entertaining one i can recognize that it's not the right. best because that's the argument that was always the argument with like the band parents on our side they'd be like well it's just like listening to yeah to, uh, and it might be it's like, yeah, it might be, but 95% of the stadium would rather listen to that yeah. than listen to the piccolo situation right. and flutes and clarinets or whatever we got. I mean, it's like this, it's like mice playing at our side, on our side. It's really bad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean. People probably look at me when I do, they're like, oh, she's entertaining on a YouTube video, but is she good designer? Guys, I'm the magic, I'm the magic marriage that we, you know, most people can't get. I'm good at my job. 
And I'm good. And you're entertaining. And I'm entertaining. I don't know. Most people probably wouldn't think I'm entertaining. I don't think I'm all or that not entertaining. Your job. <laughs> or not one, one of the other. Two. There's another um, really interesting like marriage that I think is extremely rare too, and it's people who have common sense er- or uh, social capabilities as far as speaking to people well right. and being extremely smart. Right. Usually, people who are, sh- are rare has yeah. very high intelligence has no social ability right. whatsoever, and um, I know one or a family of one that I can think of that has both of those things together in one. Really? Yeah. Local? Yeah. No idea who you're talking about. Yes, you do. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, I mean, if you look around, like, which one would you rather have? We talk about that all the the time. Would you rather have book smart or common sense? It's as if they're separate things or not separate things. But I don't know if common sense is the right word you're looking for in this case. Maybe not. You're looking like a social. Street smarts. Book smart or street smarts is always how we put it. Yes. And I would rather have street smarts. Well, in terms of being successful, I guess it de- it, oh, it gets back to how you define success. And people would define success as going far in school, having a, a job where you're... Well, I heard someone say just the other day, I think you heard it too. We may have been listening to it together. We're not going to get into Joe Rogan podcast again like we always do. But um, I think it was on there. And the guy was talking about, I believe that everyone is smart. Everyone is smart. Right. There are no stupid people. Um, it is a matter of being proficient at one area like there's they say that there's like nine different areas of intelligence, um, intelligence yes. i think and so, so that's something you study in education school that the different areas that of intelligence. education school yes i want to <laughs> i guess it is the school that of is education. what it's called the school of education <laughs> I, I still can't believe they don't have a coaching school that's very interesting it's like you and get it do. you like I mean, get I into coaching a coaching school i'm sure you take education classes like i did how many that talk about like what you're talking about theories and education and like the different when you're when you're having someone learn something there are different levels that with they when they learn it like they can they repeat it to you it's like step one all of yes. can they create it for themselves yes but you step. okay but you're in on a coaching staff full of coaches how many of them got a teaching certificate went to school for teaching I think you're uh, the only one no most of them I mean if they're history teachers and stuff they for sure did okay. I would say more than half of them. Okay. But, I mean, I, I think that's kind of that's I think kind it of helps. the point. No, though. but I think it helps, like you're saying, the process. It, like, to be a teacher, you're a natural teacher. And I think that that lended itself into what degree you ended up getting in school. Right. But some people are, are not nat- natural teachers, but ne- maybe needed that step by step of like you're saying the logical end of how people learn things retaining information or whatever and they have some people don't have any context for that whatsoever right and so maybe the people who are natural teachers go into coaching maybe if even well, if they I mean, have so a getting back to the street smart versus book smart uh, you're saying i guess those people needed the book smart of teaching is that what you're saying like they possibly they lacked that possibly it's like parenting like you're if you have a kid who thinks completely different than you how do you get them to do what you want them to do that's a different way than your brain works like even realizing that other people's brains work differently i think might be the first step and maybe some people don't know that yeah and so you're trying to hammer this idea into somebody it's not even your own kid it's a kid that you're you don't know really all that much about and you're trying to hammer this idea into them and they're not getting it and you're like why not are you not? It the right way. You're not teaching it the right way, yeah. right? Because it, it you need to teach every kid differently in the way that they learn, right? So, anyway, I just think that that's a, a you know kind of See, a detriment. But again, that's where that's where like an experienced teacher sees that. Like I know when I teach, I mean, I've been teaching math for a long time. 
I know there are certain things that are harder than others. And so I know when we get to those and I teach them, I can tell when kids didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that kid got it. Like I can see, they just have a look about it. Like mm-hmm. you got it. Other kid over here, you did not get it. Like you're not making eye contact. You're looking down at your paper. Like you're acting like you're working. I know you're not. Well, and you even told me the other day, you've been teaching long enough to where you know when a more difficult subject that historically kids don't understand right off the bat. So you can right. prepare them by saying, I know this is difficult. It's difficult for a lot of people, you know, and kind of like prepare them for what's coming right. and then teach it in a way. And then hopefully by you preparing them that it's going to be a little more difficult, they're a little more apt to ask you questions and clarify it for themselves and not feel like, well, I should have gotten it because you didn't, right. you know, it should have been easy, right? you know? Well, so, so in the cases when I too. recognize that the person doesn't get it, I try to say it a different way or I, why don't you come to the board and I'm going to help you out, you know, everyone yeah. do this problem and you come over here, come to the board. Right. And then I could one-on-one figure out where they're not getting it. I would say in, in a lot of the cases, they just weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And so if it's a, a pro- process that takes five steps, they were locked in at the beginning because I told them this might be a hard problem. And then somewhere, you know, got lost. a butterfly flew by <laughs> and it's like, oh, what's happening over here? And they look up at the board and I'm two steps down. And yeah, now they're now they're just copying what they have on and the plan. No idea where it came from. Again, a lot of that, yes, you learned in school. A lot of it you learned from experience in the classroom, but a lot of it you also have learned even having your own kids and being married to me. Because Lord knows our brains are completely yes, different in 100%. the way that they work. And we've done tons of projects together. And um, you just you told me what to do, and I did it the way I thought that you told me to do it, <laughs> and it was not the way you wanted it. <laughs> By the way, I did snap a picture of Thomas. From um, up in the press box, he was not cooperative. Let's just put it that way. All this time, I've been waiting to get a picture of you in the press box. It's the last home game. I opened the door, which you told me I could do. You gave me permission to go up to the yeah. press box and open the door and take a picture of you. But it's so dark in there. When someone opens the door, kind of like, ah, the light. <laughs> like a vampire <laughs> in everybody there. Everybody turns and looks. Everyone turns and looks, which I knew was going to happen, but I didn't expect you... I don't know. Have a conversation? Yeah. Dude, I have my phone in your face. Can you just... We were on defense, so That's why I came up there. I know that's why I came up there. I wasn't going to come up there while you were busy. Well, if you want to see me in action, you do it while we're on offense. Like, I can't pay you any attention because I'm... You're busy. Doing stuff. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's not what happened. I tried to make it convenient for you, and that didn't happen. So, we'll post that. I don't even know the last picture you posted on Instagram, but we're going to make a post of you up in your... I do my stories every day, but I don't post pictures, I guess. You're right. Yeah. P- pictures are for the posts. I yeah. don't know. We probably need to start a TikTok. Uh, I know. One more social I'm media platform. doing the Instagrams. <laughs> TikTok is where everybody's headed. It's not for the youngins anymore, guys. It's aging up. Yeah. If you're not there. Someone else better get ready to create their own social media platform for this next generation. Yeah, because, yeah, all the little kids are going to be, like, tired of it because those oldies are getting on there, yeah. including me. I spend way too much time on TikTok. It's so entertaining. It's like, um, like a, it's not all funny stuff necessarily, but it's, like, um, very short clips of story. People tell stories. How long are they? They're, like, 30 go, seconds? No, you can go maybe? up to three minutes. People can oh, post wow. up to three minutes. Wow. Um, but people tell stories. They... It's you know, America's Funniest Home Videos. It's it's all these things wrapped into one. It's uh, police investigations for murder crimes that I've been watching out for. It's um, political, like, update, news updates. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Yeah. And it's all, like, right at your, right I all in I one app. I guess I just app. thought it was 10-second clips. 10-second. It used to be, Vine was six seconds, and then I think... 
I think TikTok was like 15 and 30 max okay. at the beginning. And they just upped it to um, three minutes. That's because a long. It is a long time. But what was happening is a lot of people were doing these part one, part two, part yes. three things. Yeah. And people were sick of it. Right. Like sick of it. And so now there's no reason to do a part three, in, two and three. Unless, I mean, I guess that there's like a, a before and after or something that you haven't done yet. And there's a project that you're kind of working through. Right. Something like that. Or if you're telling a really long story. But geez Louise, if you can't get it in three minutes... It probably isn't worth telling, honestly. It's it's just, yeah. I don't know if that's the reason why they did it, but the way that you scroll through, the way that I use TikTok is maybe not the way other people use TikTok, but I literally, when that app opens, I just swipe through whatever they give me. Mm-hmm. Whatever the algorithm is serving me, that's what I watch. And if I yep. don't want to watch it, I just keep swiping or scrolling or whatever they call it. And I follow just a few people and those people pop up in my in my algorithm as I'm swiping right. through, I don't go to them first to see what they've uploaded. And so it's very much a matter of, I'm just watching popular videos. I'm basically just watching viral videos all the time with some of the people that I actually follow like filtered in between, I think. Right. Um, so the idea of a part one and part two, like I'm not going to go watch the part two. Like you showed me part one through the algorithm as I'm swiping through. Yeah. I would have to go to your profile and go to look Click for on part the other one. That's not yeah, happening. Not happening. This is like not passive, passive entertainment is what TikTok is to me. Yeah. And so I get the part one of your story. I love the people. <laughs> you you don't watch TikTok at all. I send you videos all the time yeah. for you to watch. But um, the people who have now, now these are older, I guess. Now they have three-minute videos. But you'll have people who used to do part one, part two, part three. And now there's entire um, profiles dedicated to no more part ones and twos yeah. and threes. So they'll like show you the first three seconds of the original person's video and then they'll just tell you what happened. Right. Like they'll tell you the rest of the story within 30 seconds and they're like, follow me for no right. more. To so part no, two. you don't have to do part two, part <laughs> yeah. three. I they're watched like, them for you. Here's yeah. What happened. Yes. That's exactly. They're watching them for you and telling yeah. you exactly what happened. I'm like, and you, I mean, the comments are just like, Thank not you. all heroes were case. I mean, like, it's yeah. just, you've made my day. It's a good story, but I didn't need to hear. Yeah, I would imagine the part one is kind of like a teaser. So you yeah, go and find then part in part two. two, they'll usually like recap part one a little bit, and then part three. It's like I just need to watch part three then, but right. they only serve you part one. The algorithm only serves you part one, so it's like I don't want to start at the beginning of this. They're going to tell me what happened in three anyway. Right. I may as well just watch three. It's like follow to find out. That's exactly what it is. They're trying yeah. to keep you on Dang. their on their profile for longer to watch the video. I don't know. I'm sure probably because it, it helps with the algorithm. It so probably does. Yeah. yeah, it helps That's them smart. go viral. It's so, clever. Yeah. Well. Annoying. It annoys the heck out of all of us. The entire comment section. You I'm know not even sure how we got all the way over here to TikTok because this is how TikTok is though. It sucks you in, and then because I, I said we need to get a TikTok. Oh yeah. Account. I have a TikTok account. If yeah. you would like to go follow me, it's Catherine Aaron's Burr. Aaron's Burr because no Catherine Aaron's Burr was too long. <laughs> There's no G at the end. Um, they only let profiles go. I don't know, 18 letters. However long I got too many letters in my name. First, Catherine Aaron's Burr is a long name. Wait, how many is Catherine? I thought Catherine I think that's was nine. C A T H E. Aaronsburg's nine. Yeah, that's eighteen. So I only get seventeen characters to make my name. Well, building Aaronsburg's not gonna. Well, building is. Oh boy, let's not calculate uh, yeah. it right now. It's not gonna work out. It might be building Aaronsburg. Probably. <laughs> or building. Building. <laughs> no G. <laughs> There's not gonna be a G on some end of things. So I don't even know how we got on TikTok. We were originally talking about how because we need to get one. I people would be entertained to things, and you care nothing about. I don't know if yeah. there's anything like that. I don't think so. On my end, you mean? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Like when you drive around, or do you see a design? No, because at this see that's the interesting thing. I think is that 
that is your job. You coach every single day, day in and day out, and you still let a fifth grade football game bother you as far as what could be done. I don't care that people's yards look bad. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. It's my job every single day. And unless you're paying me to look at it, I don't I don't have an opinion. But what about in like business? You see the way businesses are run? It's not my business. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. I don't I don't know why. I it's not that I wouldn't have an opinion if you were like to hold my face and look at it and be like, What do you think about this? Like I could form an opinion. I got an opinion sure. about everything, but But you don't just watch it and No, it doesn't nothing bothers me to yeah. Like I I know when I first started filming the two different guys that would film for me, they would say that they would sit and watch movies and the editing would drive them nuts. Right. And it's like, I don't know if that if I was had that job, if that would affect me. Well, because clearly it doesn't because you don't see that in other people's designs and the way that other people... I just think, maybe it's because design is so subjective, but so is coaching. I mean, you're dealing... you're you're essentially a designer of plays and a designer of a lot of different things. And sure, there might be some rules of thumb. There's rules of thumb in design, but they always say design rules are meant to be broken. So I just think that what, what makes you happy is at least in design. I mean, I'm not talking about anything dangerous, but like if you want to put fake flowers, like as a general rule, if people are, if people watch me for my opinions, for my content, I will tell you what my opinion is right. for my own aesthetic. And if you want to follow what my aesthetic is, these are the rules to follow. Um, and that's fine. But if you want to put fake flowers out in your window boxes, I'm not going to drive by and be like, ugh, they have fake flowers. I, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Because maybe you just think they're pretty and they're bright. I don't know. So I don't, I do not have that feeling about most well, I wonder if some of the reason I have the feeling in terms of the Gregory thing is that he's my kid or that because the the team Addies? that these kids play on are eventually going to be my players someday. They're going to go to our school and I will be coaching them in three to four years. Sure. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, Addie's room looks nuts, but she's designed it herself and she loves it. And I just i have given up caring about you yeah. know, like I, I put a cute bed in there. I put a cute rug and now she's got like vignettes in every corner. It drives me insane. Yeah. So I wonder if that's the other part of that too. You said earlier, like, oh, well, you're just a natural teacher. Like I have an interest, like I'm naturally interested in teaching them how to do it right. Like you're not doing it right. I need to teach you how to do it right. You would never go in there and be like, look, you need to group things in threes. I know, or but you need to a not. natural teacher has nothing to do with forcing your opinions on somebody. I don't know that they wouldn't be an opinion, but. Like there are design elements that you know are maybe that's the rules ultimately of design. yeah, but you didn't you ask. Ever, they didn't ask my opinion. Ultimately, that's what it is. They didn't ask my opinion, and they didn't ask you your opinion either about coaching. No one came yeah. to you and said, "Hey, this is really not successful. What can I do to fix it? Paid or not? You know, like people sure. come to me and pay me money to to deal with their landscapes. But if someone were to come and ask me for my opinion on fake flowers, I would tell them what my opinion is, but right. they asked me for my opinion. And that's not to say that I never give my opinion about stuff unsolicited. Of course I do. There's people listening who are like, dear Lord, she's opinionated as they can be. Of course I am. But truly, like, ultimately, I don't care. Like, I went to um, a job site. I'm helping with uh, a project with Strickland Youth Center. They're um, installing this, like, courtyard planting. I was involved in whatever. Basically, mm-hmm. the entire planting plan got messed up um the one that you gave them yeah yeah like i gave them this plan and it's like pie in the sky you know but like what they can get available there's a plant shortage right now all this different stuff they went to the nursery they got whatever plants were available they brought them to me and none of i don't know that there was one plant that i had actually put 
into the plan. Right. And he's like, I can just tell you're so like bothered by this. I was like, I'm not bothered at all by this. Like this does not bother me. Sure. Yes. You asked me to design it. I designed it, but ultimately I don't care. Like if you guys are happy with like, I'm going to gather all these plants you got from the nursery and I'm going to place them to make what I have look nice. You know, okay, I'm so taking, what if they weren't happy with it? If they weren't happy with it, then like that they had your design. Yeah, went to the nursery, just got what they could get, and got back and I'm like, this is gonna look, this is terrible. So my job We're is so to make my job is to make their disappointment turn around, right? By because I've had clients like that before too. The the um the contractor went a little bit rogue, not rogue, but like he put the plants in the way that he, it, they looked on the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, the client called me and said, "I'm so unhappy, like." The, the, there's holes or gaps in places like they don't it just doesn't look the way that I thought it was going to look from the plan right. I went over I rearranged stuff the contractor had to replant some things but it was the exact same plants like the same plants we didn't add any plants to the situation and it looked the client was happy I just judged things and moved them around it was that simple right and so a lot of times if a client is disappointed with what they have I'm able to design my way out of the the paper bag as it was um so if they if Strickland had been unhappy with the group of plantings they got, I think that I could have fixed that. Just the, the plants, it was available what was available. That was, sure. you know, so I was working, which I'm used to. I'm you if if they had never asked me for a plan and they had just gone to a nursery and gotten a bunch of plants, I could have easily gone you out there. I can make it work. And when we put it all in, I was tired because we're out there digging holes and we're raking things, and I generally get overwhelmed um, socially when there was a lot of people there that I was meeting for the first time, and so it was more of a mental exercise than anything else of rearranging. And he said to me something like, you, you seem disappointed in this, or, you know, I know it's not your design. And I said, I do not care. Like I honestly do not care as long as this thing is installed and you guys are happy with how it turns out. That's all I care about. The client being happy is all I care about. And so this, I guess it's like an ego thing that a lot of designers have where it's like this thing I put on paper, it needs to look like this. I don't, I don't have that at all. Like I, it's not to say I don't have an ego. I just don't, Ultimately, I have in my head what I think it should look like, but the client rarely ever knows what that vision is in my head. Yeah. And so I'm the only one who's, who would be disappointed. And ultimately, it's their thing. It's not mine. It's not my yeah, so as long landscape. As happy, I don't have to live with it. Right. So if they if they like it, that's all I care about. So I don't know. I don't know why I said all that. I think it's just that I just, I don't care about... You don't care about anything deeply enough that... Is that bad? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I... I it's, a little, it's a little different than what I'm doing, I guess. I, I was trying to make it relate to the way I felt about the football game and all that kind of stuff, but it's it's not the same. Uh, I just don't insert... That, that instance is, but I just don't insert my opinion. Like, if I had gone out there, if they had already planted a bunch of stuff... Yeah, I don't insert my opinion either. I watch their practices, and there are a yeah. lot of things wrong with the way that they practice. That if they would fix their practice methods, it would fix their game. I'm just going by the fact that you said at the game you should go down and call, talk to the coach, and I was like, "Don't do it! Don't but do here's it!" Here's the thing: I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't go down there and say, "Hey, you know, on third down, you should have done this play." Right. I would never do that. Right. I would say, I would say something like, "Y'all need to tackle more at practice. You need to teach uh, them better hand placement at practice. Uh-huh. Their eyes are in the wrong place on 
on these certain run plays. Yeah. I think what like really fired practice, you up was that practice details. you could hear, you got extra fired up because you could hear the opposing team's coaches yes. saying things that you were like, these are what we teach our high school kids and these are yeah, fifth like grade kids. Those kids are actually, so I, I've never coached fifth grade football, sixth grade football. So I don't, I don't know what to expect on that level. Right. And what their abilities are. Right. But when I hear the other coaches yelling things that we talk to our players about, I'm like, okay, hang on. If you could teach, if they can teach them that, we can teach them that. Right. And we're not teaching them that. Right. But you only realize, and maybe the other coach did too. Maybe the other coach was standing out there and that's the first team they've ever played who was like, oh my gosh, maybe we should be coaching that. Do you know what I mean? Right. So maybe in that moment, maybe now they'll start practicing that. Well, but again, at the same time, I don't know what those coaches, like on the other team, Maybe their coaches are trained by their varsity coaches or something, or maybe they go to... Or maybe some of those are dads who do coach on varsity. Yeah, I have no idea. You know, and they're also coaching their kids' teams. Right, because if I was coaching the fifth and sixth grade team... That's what you would do. Those are the things that I would be saying. Right, right. In fact, so there was a year, a couple years ago, I coached the middle school team, which is seventh and eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And we coached them the same way we coached our varsity kids. Mm -hmm. And they didn't get a lot of it. And so I felt like, man, we are just really going over their heads with some of this stuff, and maybe we're doing too much, and they're not figuring it out. Mm-hmm. We won a lot of football games, but I I did feel like we're giving them high school level stuff, mm-hmm. and it probably needs to be dumbed down. Like these kids barely even know how to tackle. Right, they need the basics. Yes. So when I'm when I go to watch our fifth grader practice, they're teaching them stuff that's like I would never teach that. But it's that level, you know, so maybe they have to teach them those things so that we can teach them the things that we're going to teach them. I don't know. But then I hear this coach across the way yelling. I was like, wait a second. Hang on. <laughs> they should They're be teaching learning. their fifth graders that. Yeah. We should be teaching. We, we can teach our fifth graders yeah. that too. Hopefully it's a realization that this coach also had at the same time. And you won't need to go mention that. Yeah, no, I know. And I would never... I would never do it, especially in season. Now, when the season's over, I might go say something to coaches like, hey, you know, I don't even know how I would say it in a way because at, at that point, it's probably a moot point. These coaches kind of travel with their age groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, so they, they are always coaching their kids. Our kid. son's in fifth grade, but the team's a fifth and sixth grade team. Mm-hmm. So I think the sixth grade dads are the ones that are coaching the team. Right. So they'll move up to I don't think there's any fifth year. grade dads. Well, they won't because we have a middle school program. So these like uh, they're done coaching after this. Yeah, yeah. Unless they have a younger son and Yeah. And then maybe. So I don't know that it would make any difference, truthfully. Yeah. Well, that's that's our weekend review. Um do you do you get people you give people your opinions about things that <laughs> They don't ask you about, especially in your field of work. Yeah. If it's something that you're, you know, we all give our opinions about. That's a big difference too. It is. You know, we all give our opinions about, you know, what so-and-so told you over coffee, whatever morning, you know, everybody's got those opinions. Right. But do you offer your professional opinion to other people unsolicited? I think that's the best question to ask. Yeah. Because that's really what (laughs) the bare bones of where we're going. Yes. Um, You guys don't forget to subscribe, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and until next time, bye y'all. Bye y'all.